You're listening to Stokely and Josh on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. On Wednesdays at 1.30, we get to talk to our buddy Troy Rank of Denver 7. Thanks to our friends at Rocks Heating and Air. That's our OX Rocks Heating and Air. We always appreciate Troy making time for us. Uh, Troy, I want to jump right in here and talk about this Broncos team and the defensive side of the ball to start for me. Stoke and I were kicking it around, and I, I know you've talked and written about the turnaround. You've obviously discussed how great uh, Jaquan McMillian has been. Is he the defensive MVP of the Denver Broncos after 13 games? Yeah, I mean, I would probably still say it's Justin Simmons because the way he makes every piece fit. Uh, you could make a case for J- uh, Jaquan. The difference is he missed four games. He didn't play basically in four games. So if you're looking at the totality of the season, it would be a tougher call. But, I mean, if you want to argue it, I, I'm here for it. The guy's an absolute playmaker. He's my favorite pirate. Forget, you know, Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp and Willie Stargell. He's the East Carolina pirate. All he does is make plays. I talked to him after the game in uh, in L.A., and he just he has such a quiet confidence about him that he's just he reminds me a little of Javante Williams in terms of his personality. And then when you put him on the field, he wakes up seeking violence. He's not looking to get a tackle. I was just talking to Steve Atwater about this. He's like, he gets to the quarterback, he gets to the the receiver, he's looking to enlarge the ball to make a play. So, again, they haven't seen a cornerback have this kind of impact over the course of seven games in a long, long time. You know, with all due respect to the Champ Baileys and Chris Harris's and Aqib Tlaibs, I mean, that's the kind of production he's throwing out there in terms of forced fumbles, interceptions, and sacks. Troy, I mean, that might be your best one ever. You just said, you know, one of your favorite Pirates, and you said Willie Stargell. I mean, that that takes the cake for me, brother. That was an all-timer. <laughs> kind of slipped it in there after Depp and Bloom, and then it was Willie Stargell. Well, uh, well done, my friend. Uh, Troy, uh, are you there? I'm here, yeah. Okay, oh, I appreciate sorry. it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah no, no problem. Um uh, I need I need another you know it's 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 going to be every week. Greg Dolchitz update. What's going on with him? Any chance this week, next week? Have you seen him out there? What's the latest on Greg Dolchitz? Yeah, he was out there today, so it looks like the window should open for him. I don't know that he will play this week. My guess, sitting here right now, with before we talk to Coach Payton, would be that he will not. Uh, my guess is he would be ready to go if all things systems uh, are go. That he would be more likely to play against the Patriots. Just given the conservative sure. nature of how they've approached this the second time around with the hamstring this year specifically, um, I would say, again, it's an encouraging sign that he was out there today. Uh, on so the practice field, possibility- like not on the yeah. side field. He was practicing, practicing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much he's doing. Sure. I mean, he was just out there during open media viewing. But that's what we'll find out later. Again, if I had to guess that they're gearing it up for him to return against the Patriots uh, just because – you know, he hasn't practiced in so long, but almost six weeks, and then to turn around and practice Wednesday, Thursday, and then try to go Saturday, my guess is they're gearing him up for the Patriots. And they could use him, as you guys know. But, you know, Troutman had a touchdown last week, but they're just their overall tight end production and just lack of production in the middle of the field has been staggering. And I do think Dulcich, if healthy, could provide a lift in that regard. Talking to our buddy Troy Rank of Denver 7. Troy, a simple question. I don't know if it has a simple answer, but what happened to the Lions the last seven weeks? They just started turning the ball over. I mean, and defensively, they were much improved earlier in the year. And like a lot of teams in a league where there's really no dominant 
you know, that lead dog anymore where you're like, maybe San Francisco, I take that back. When San Francisco's healthy, they're the best team. But a lot of teams, they just have kind of this razor's edge where they're like, man, they could be really good, and you lose one or two guys, you're not very good, or you start turning the ball over. Jared Goff has been more like Jared Off these last couple of weeks. Hey. He looks more like the Rams guy. When he turns the ball over, they're vulnerable. <laughs> they're vulnerable. He did it, again, on Thanksgiving. He did it in the Bears game. They got lucky to win at home. And, again, I say that, and – the fact is there's still a tip, difficult matchup for the Broncos because they're so fast on turf. And Goff, historically, these last year and a half, has played really well at home. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, they've lost two. They were, they're an easy mark. They're not in Detroit. This game were in Denver. I would 100% believe Denver would win. But it's a tough place to play in terms of the way they their speed on offense. But what's happened? He's turned it over. They don't get sacks, and they don't get takeaways. It's basically the reason they're losing is the same reason Denver lost to Houston. Russell threw three picks. They didn't get a takeaway, and they still had a chance to win. That's kind of where the Lions have been. Goff's turning it over. Their defense isn't turning, getting the ball back to them with takeaways, and they don't win. So if the Broncos can play the formula they've been, which is a little boring, it's more gritty than pretty, but take it away, don't give it away, and give yourself a chance to just kind of soak the clock out by running the football, that's the, you know, that's clearly they know who they are right now. That's their identity. We're going to win with defense and offense. You got to be efficient. And when you have a couple of big strikes, you got to hit them. Last week they did on the one hand to catch the sudden. It's a weird way to live because you're so reliant on takeaways, but that's how they're going to win this game for me. Just like they won against the chargers and how they've won six of these last seven. Troy, you're on fire today, my man. You are on fire. I absolutely love it. Um, where are you at with this Broncos team? Uh, is it is it playoffs or bust? Is it a huge disappointment if they don't make the playoffs? Winning record? You're 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 excited about where are you at with the Denver Broncos right now? Yeah, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I would have told you winning record. I predict them to be nine and eight before the season. I thought that's where they're going to end up, but now I would be disappointed if they don't reach the playoffs for one reason: the schedule sets up for it. You just look at beyond the Detroit game, then you face Bailey Zappi. And then you face Easton Stick, and then you face either Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer or Jimmy Garoppolo, who hasn't played in like six weeks. You got to win those games. I mean, you're going to be a favorite in all three of those games. So now I'm saying 10 and 7. Now, if they go 10 and 7 and miss the playoffs, I wouldn't be disappointed in that, given they were 1 and Mm 5. But I think now, clearly, the way it's falling in front of them, that it, it is playoffs or bust. It feels that way because of the fact you're facing basically backup quarterbacks after this week, and you're facing a quarterback, frankly, this week who's not exactly on a heater. But that's why I would be disappointed if they don't reach the playoffs because you get two of those at home, and of the three at the end, they're all against quarterbacks who are either backups or not playing well. Talking to Troy Rank of Denver 7. Thanks to Rocks Heating and Air. A few more minutes with you here, Troy. Uh, how about some other guys? Uh, we're talking about Greg Dulcich and his availability. What about Nick Benito, P.J. Lott, guys like uh, Quinn Miners? Are they back there today and, and practicing? Yeah, Miners is all good. He'll be good to go. I mean, I, I say that. I mean, it's always scary. You have a regular heartbeat. And Graham Glasgow had that happen a couple of years ago in the opener. I think it was 2021. It's scary, you know, but he – you know, Miners tweeted out, not tweeted, put on Instagram. He's feeling good. He looked fine. So I, I don't think there's really any concern with him. Uh, P.J. Locke, I was talking to my friend Parker Gabriel about this. He's he got Locke in postgame that I didn't have a chance to get to him. I thought Locke got hurt when he and McMillan collided uh, on that play late in the game. It wasn't that. He got hit by a helmet at some other tackle in the throat. So that's been the issue with him. 
Uh, I don't expect him to practice today, so we got to keep an eye on that. I would be shocked if Benito played. He walked out of the locker room with a knee brace on his left knee after the game, which you know it could be a number of things. The fact we haven't heard it's serious is good news, yeah. but I just can't imagine we would see Bonito. I still think that uh, everything's in play for P.J. Locke. They need him, frankly, because Kareem Jackson does not come back until next week. And even when Kareem comes back, I would expect Locke to be the starter and Kareem to play you know, kind of a specialty role, whether that's nickel or dime. All right, Troy. Uh, we are pre- Actually, real fast, I wanted to ask Troy this because he's a baseball guy. What did you make of that Otani deal? $680 million I'm- bucks till later on in his life. <laughs> Yeah, when he's living in Japan to avoid the taxes. There you go. I'm all over He it. wanted to stay in Southern California. He, he lives in Newport. He, he might have to move given the L.A. traffic scene. But San Francisco made the exact same offer. And, again, anyone who's ever been to a game there, and especially a left-hander, and hit there, it is the worst place for a left-hander to hit. So I, it was always going to be hard. So it sounded like Toronto – San Francisco and L.A. had all the same offers. He just wanted to live in SoCal. Selfishly, I'm happy because I'm going to see him more at Coors Field. I'm going to go to some of those games. He's just, guys, he's as big as Larry Walker. But people don't realize about Otani. He's like 6'5", like 230, 240 pounds, runs like a deer. And, oh, yeah, he throws 100 miles per hour, a hundo off the mound. I mean, you're seeing something. I mean, even, even the Babe Ruth comparison is a little light in terms of the athleticism he presents. So it stinks. For the Rockies, you know, that he's in the West, but selfishly I'm happy. And to do the contract like he did it, yeah, it helps him. Let's not be, you know, understandably so it helps him. But it also helps his team. You know, not many guys can afford to say $2 million a year as a prime player. They want their money, as they should. And he's so well off. He's like, I'll take two and then the first $68 million a year times 10? I've never seen it. And the fact that there's no clause against it in MLB is hilarious. Because they're playing chess. Guys, they're yep. playing chess. The Dodgers are playing chess. Rockies are over here playing tic-tac-toe. <laughs> That's Troy. exactly three what Three for three doing. today, brother. Bow it, down to you, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. You got my hat. I'll throw my hat to you, Troy. That's right. Hat trick, baby. Great job. Great work. Appreciate you, yep. Troy. But but I think, you know, like how many guys would take a deal like this? Like guys out there. Mm-hmm. Very few. Yeah. Rare. Um, uh, Obviously, the tax deal that we talked about, I can I, I, maybe I'm I'm just going to take my accountant exam. Yeah, you nailed that like, yesterday, oh, man. I'm be accountant right mm-hmm. now. Boom, I'm ready. Um, but I think 99.9 percent of the guys would never take a deal like this. Like you're 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 obviously you're paying less taxes right now, mm-hmm. but in the end, you're pro- you're staying in this. You're going to be paying uh, taxes on it, and like you're not getting any interest on your money. None. Yeah. None. So I don't know. I don't know how that looks. I have to start doing my my work when I go home, crunching yeah. the numbers. Sure. But like, so say you're making seventy, you know, in in California. I don't know what the taxes are, but say say you get just thirty five out of that seventy, fifty percent. Right. Let's just do it right there. Well, now you're going to be making interest off that in in three years. That's seventy plus. That's a hundred and what five million dollars of cash that you have mm-hmm. that you're make. You can do other things to make money on that that you're not doing now. You're just making two million a year now. You have other money that you're getting endorsements, et cetera. Right. But still, like I don't know how that adds up. Is it worth um, not having to pay the taxes? Now that, but you're not making any money on you know the money that you should be having. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. And also, he's getting forty five million on endorsements 
Pretty sure you got to pay taxes on that, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. You're gonna so have to. There's right. a, a little bit of that. I'm, uh, when it comes to money, I'm like JG Wentworth, right? Oh, it's my money, and I want it now. Right. You get yes. that one? Yeah. The okay. Commercial. Nice. Yes. That's All a right. good commercial. <laughs> it is. Uh, yes. They're yelling my at money, the window. My money, I want it now. <laughs> right. Sometimes I just open up my screen door and yell that and see if my neighbors <laughs> <Yes>. respond. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that guy? Like the weirdos yelling stuff again. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think that like most, like you might defer five years. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you do defer, you know what, they, they're, they're paying you more. They're paying you more than what they owed yeah. you at the time, right? That mm-hmm. just makes sense to do it that way. But um, in this situation, it's just a little bit odd for some reason. I don't know. I love this text, RamosLaw.com text line before the break. Troy, speaking like a true Rockies fan, excited to see whoever else is in town. Yeah. <laughs> Depressing. Coors Field, it's full of uh, cold pops, Instagram photos, and fans of the other team. What are we watching tonight? What do we like? We'll tell you coming up next.